0: Jillian, that was perfect. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got out on a snowy day for that? I could let you go when you've had a good time in church today. Gillian, that was I've never heard that one done better. Thank you so much. Today we celebrate love through Advent, and today we will light the candle representing love. Uh, Sam Still will do that for us at this time. Mm. It's been close to 50 years ago. I was buying Christmas presents for my family. The youngest of five. The little brother. So I had to buy for my three brothers, my one sister, and my parents. And I had no money. Remember when you used to make things? What Dad would do, because we made such Bad things is he would all year long save his money in a big glass water jar. Remember those big glass jars? And Dad would save money all year long. And around Thanksgiving we'd pour the money out and get the flat, the paper tubes and we'd roll pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters and go to the bank. And we would use that money for the kids who did not have jobs. So I was one of those kids and I got part of the change to go and buy five or six presents. So dad would get the old standby. Back then in the 60s, it was Old Spice, Aqua Velva, or English leather, or High Karate is what we call it. Uh, If you remember those days, then you would get that. I uh, don't think he ever used it, but we did it for him. And mother, we would always find some kind of a powder. I don't. You could because we did all our shopping at the drugstore. This was the days before Walmart, before Kmart, before Grand City. This was before Service Merchandise was too. They would make things. That was the coolest place. Uh, but we were at the drugstore, Jacobs Drugs, maybe or Walgreens. <coughs> This was the days before Reed's discount drug. I'm not making this up, and I'm ashamed to tell you what I did. For my oldest two brothers, Donnie and Charlie, and they were dating age at that time, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I found two of the largest economy bottles of Listerine that money could buy. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I bought my brother's gallon-sized bottles of Listerine for Christmas. It was in my price range, is number one, the reason I bought it. Number two, I really didn't give it a lot of thought, as you can tell. So I remember that Christmas morning, 1960-something. They opened their gifts. They looked at me their little brother. And then they looked at each other, and they shook their heads and went on opening their gifts. They had good breath for most of the 60s and the rest of the 70s with their <laughs> lifetime, lifetime supply of Listerine. And after the Listerine incident of 1960-something, my brothers still loved him. And today we celebrate God love. Let's pray again. In spite of ourselves, Father, you still love us. In spite of poor gift giving. In spite of the way we can love or not love. In spite of where we've been and what we have done. You have made it clear in your word that you love us. And then you expect for us to love you love ourselves, to love one another. Lord, to be honest, in this world sometimes, it's hard to love. We see things that boil our blood and make us mad. And yet you tell us to love. Help us to figure out how to do that. Thank you for those in the truth that love you enough to get out on this day. In Jesus' name, I pray. There are so many things in this world that divide us. This morning, my friend Sam still lit our Advent candles, and he doesn't know why I asked him, do you? Is there any reason I should not have asked him to light the Advent candle? Sam, can you think of a reason I shouldn't have asked you? Sir, maybe anything about your football allegiance on a college team? (laughs) Oh, Miss Rebels. And I'm a Mississippi State Bulldog. And you know, as silly as that is, there are people divided over that, that it matters to them. There are so many things that divide us. There's so much hate. I've tried to quit watching watching the evening news I've quit largely listening to the radio now. politics did you know politics divides people did you know that finances divide people sports divide people and religion of all things did you know that divides people not too long ago about two weeks ago, I was introduced by a man a little younger than me to a man much younger than me. And the older man said, he's a Southern Baptist pastor. And then he paused for a second and he said, but don't hold that against him, he's okay. And he was serious. Because to some, that's a division. To some, that can be negative. Because people have had bad experiences at times with Southern Baptist pastors or with Christians or with the church I hope I don't ever cause that to happen because I want my first response to people to be love you think that's biblical I think that's biblical I want my first response to be love and then this is the hard part I want my only response to be love. And that's difficult. It can be so very hard. But I've been fortunate in my life that I've had love modeled to me. My father loved everybody as far as I knew. I never, I can tell you, never heard him say a bad thing about anybody. Never. My mother was the same way. And after her death, my stepmother was a godly example. I have a wife which has been easy to love and who's been very loving for over 34 years now. And I've been fortunate to be in loving churches. So today, I want to look at a great story about love. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, we see. do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son. You're to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. Love happens when we remember that God is with us. When we remember Emmanuel, God with us, always, then love should happen. I cannot be ugly or unloving towards you when I know that God is right there. Imagine if Bill sang a song I didn't like and I got all upset about Bill and I went up to Bill Hall and I said, I can't believe you would sing such a horrible and then I remember God's right with me. Can I continue my argument with Bill Hall about something that's silly? Can I? When I remember that God, I like I like the songs you did. Yeah. <laughs> when I remember that God is with me, always, then that's going to impact the way I treat my wife and my kids and my neighbors and anybody that i encounter when we remember that god is with us and is watching us we should love there are so many stories when zacchaeus knew that he was in the presence of god he stopped being hateful and a thief and he became a loving giver when Saul knew that he was in the presence of God, he stopped being a hateful zealot and became a loving missionary. When James and John realized that they were in the presence of God, they quit being sons of thunder and became loving disciples. A New Testament story I want us to look about at about love change. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 2. Early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered. He sat down and talked. And he was speaking. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been called in the act of adultery. And they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was called in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says we ought to kill the stone. What do you say? John says in verse 6, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down and wrote again in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Of course, this isn't part of the Christmas story, but it's a perfect illustration. Look what Jesus says in verse 12 of John 8. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Here Jesus is talking about the reason he came. He's talking about choices that the people had to walk in darkness or to walk in light, to walk in hate, to walk in love. That day, He taught an important lesson. Isaiah dreamed and prophesied of this 700 years before Christ was born. In chapter 9, verse 2, we see this. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And that's what Jesus did when he came. It changed the way that people thought and reacted and turned religion of the day upside down. You and I know when darkness has its way, horrible things happen. But when we follow the light, when we ask Christ to lead us, when we live according to his blueprint, wonderful things happen. There are so many examples. One of my favorite, a little girl went with her grandmother to a great cathedral with very large stained glass windows. And on these stained glass windows were the saints of the Christian church, one on each window. The sun was shining brightly that day. Rays were beaming through the glass, and the girl said, Grandma, looking at the windows of the people, and the, who are they? And the grandma says, those are saints. And the little girl says, so a saint lets light shine through them? The grandma says, yes, that's right. That is right. I became a Christian because of a bunch of great influences in my life. Let light shine through them. And that love changed. And because it's a small group of us, we can name names today, can't we? Who you want to talk about? Let me talk about Bob and Jan Nash. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Bob went to heaven a few months back. And Jan is a still an amazing woman and very faithful to be with us. And I would embarrass her to pieces if she was here today and she's not. It is fun to watch them and their love for one another and for the world. And on Wednesday nights, the people that they would drag to prayer. Meetings. People from all over the world because Bob and Jan would love them. Strike up friendships and bring them. In. We've had a privilege to watch a beautiful love story with Bob and Jan My wife, who is very faithful, is not here today. Yesterday, during the snow, uh, when it was about over, about 10.30 yesterday morning, got in her car and drove to Nashville, Tennessee on interesting roads because it was time to babysit the grandchildren. And she loves them and risked life and limb to get to Nashville. And she made it fine so she could take care of them. My brother Don, on Friday, when it was so bad, drove from Lake Oconee to Norcross because his wife needed something. In the storm, took him four hours to get home. Love makes you do funny things, doesn't it? Made you get out today when you could have stayed home. But because of your love of God, here you are. Days like today excite me. It shows us dedication. It shows me people you can depend on. And because of that, because of your love. we're going to be able to do great things. And I'm so excited about that. Thank you for loving God enough to be here today. Let your light shine. Matthew 5, 14 and 16 will be our words as we dismiss. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let's do that. Let's pray.